On this episode of the podcast, I go deep into ketosis. Uh, figuratively, of course, what I'm going to share with you is a quick start guide on how to get your body into a state of ketosis, why I did it, what you can expect from it, and all of those sorts of good things. And I also provide a free ebook, which is in the link in the show notes. So you can click on that link and download it for yourself. Again, it's free, but uh, in case you don't want to take notes on this podcast, you can just download that thing instead. So, without any further ado, let's go. Alrighty, first thing is first. What is ketosis and what is a ketogenic diet? A ketogenic diet is one that primarily consists of consuming fats. So that means that you're consuming about 70% of your calories as fats, about 25% of your calories as proteins, 5% in carbs, and 0 grams in sugar. So that is a pretty strict ketogenic diet. Yes, it is. But if you really want to get your body kicked into ketosis, that is the way that you'll have to do it. Now, what is what is a ketogenic diet? Like, what does it do actually in your body? So by virtue of you eating fats, it teaches your body to burn fats, which sounds kind of crazy. So you're consuming a lot of exogenous fats through your diet, and that creates an inferno essentially in your body that starts burning your own body's fat. So that is essentially what it is. Now, why would you want to get on a ketogenic diet? There's a ton of different reasons. Um, So one of the main things is fat loss uh, or even fat loss while maintaining or building muscle tissue, increased vascularity, increased cognitive acuity, uh, reduction in things like seizures, convulsions, and tremors in epileptic patients, which is partially why I did it. More on that in a second. Um, You can also expect things like an increase in oxygen efficiency. So the Navy SEALs will go into ketosis or have exogenous ketones and there's some interesting studies around sort of oxygen efficiency and things of that nature that they have done Um, also the prevention of diabetes and heart disease so if you're pre-diabetic the ketogenic diet may be for you now before I go on I do just have to say I'm not a doctor so I don't even own a white lab coat take everything with a big old chunk of pink Himalayan sea salt and uh, do your own research so yeah that's the legal disclaimer for the show um, also, the ketogenic diet does have a pretty significant appetite suppression. So if you struggle from anything like just being hungry all the time and, and things like that, uh, it's going to suppress your appetite uh, pretty pretty significantly. Uh, I just lost all the words in my mouth. This came like falling out. Um, okay. And anyway, so you can also experience uh, blood glucose concentration going down. So if you have a blood glucose you're going to see a drop in that. And also in in certain circumstances, and there's a researcher by the name of Dom Diagostino, who's like, you know, the uh, Michael Jordan of the ketogenic scientific research community in Florida. And what he does is he does a lot of clinical research with cancer patients and things of that nature. And it's been shown to reduce or stop the the growing of different sorts of cancerous tumors uh, just by virtue of being on a ketogenic diet. So uh, again, I'm not a doctor or a researcher for that matter, so go check him out if you want more information about that. Also, I am having a hard time talking today, so I'm not quite sure why, but you're just going to have to struggle through this thing with me. Okay, uh, second up. 
So we talked about what ketosis is and what a ketogenic diet is. Now you may be wondering, but I thought eating fats are bad. What happened? Well, good question. So there's actually a New York Times article on this where essentially they showed that the sugar industry has just been lying to all of us for years. And you may remember if, if you grew up in the 90s like I did, or if you were already alive in the 90s beyond a child age range. Um, you'll remember this as well, but uh, there was a lot of like, you know, low fat, this and that. Don't eat butter, eat margarine and all this other just weird bullshit. And the reason for that is that they were paying Ivy League and Harvard, Stanford scientists, all these top tier research facilities to lie to all of us about sugar. Now, what the sugar industry did is they funded these research studies to show that coronary heart disease and diabetes and basically every other sort of thing that can kill you uh, was all related to the consumption of fat and that is why fat has been demonized for so long and that is also in part why you are seeing a giant resurgence in things like ketogenic diets ketogenic foods the word keto and just getting blasted all over the place it's a real big buzzword and so that is partially why you're seeing this there's three macro nutrients right you have protein fat and carbohydrates those are the three things period that's it that's all that exists and so you have a lot of protein-based diets like the atkins diet which is almost a ketogenic diet but not quite you have of course your carbohydrate diets which is basically most things that you can consume and then your fat-based diets which is a ketogenic diet which is what we are talking about today so, you may be wondering why I did this. And this was several years ago. This was before the whole keto trend really kicked off and, and got fire lit under its ass and, and shot into space. So, the reason that I did it, a uh, couple of reasons. Again, I'm not a doctor, so do your own research. But the reason I did it is I was having some really weird, like, I don't know, not convulsion, but like tremors and fasciculations in my muscles. And it was very bizarre, like, like twitching, right? You look at your finger and it starts twitching. It was freaking me out. And so anyway, I started doing some research and I stumbled upon Dom Diagostino's research on epileptic patients and showing that on a ketogenic diet, all of their tremors went away. So I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I also train a lot of jujitsu and Muay Thai and lift a lot of weights. And so I also wanted to see, you know, just how shredded I could get. And so both of those things sort of compelled me to try this thing out. And I was on a very, very strict ketogenic diet for about two years. So the things that I experienced, yeah, tons of fat loss for sure, got shred city. Uh, the tremors completely went away, which was astounding. I mean, within a month, they were gone. On. And so that is really what made me a big, big believer in this type of diet. One of the biggest things that I was concerned about going into the ketogenic diet, which I already knew was going to be the case, is I was going to experience some sort of athletic performance decline. I read a lot about it, and the same was true with me. And so I really wanted to measure the thing because, you know, I just like to measure stuff. And so I did that, and the way that I measured my athletic performance decrease while going out of the ketogenic diet was in the most meathead way possible, which is measuring my flat bench press. And so I put put 315 pounds on the bench press. Normally before the ketogenic diet, I could do about 10 reps of 315 pounds. And then after I was doing about six and that was only two weeks into the ketogenic diet. So it, de it definitely affected me. I wanted to put more of a quantitative measure on my performance instead of this qualitative like, oh, I kind of feel more tired or weak or whatever it is. And so there was an actual drop in that. Now, it is worth noting that after I got fat adapted, my strength went back up, but it took me probably like 
God, I don't even know, like four to six weeks, legit four to six weeks to start seeing my strength increase again. Now, while I'm having this strength decline, I'm also experiencing, you know, Shred City 8-pack. So there was a benefit, uh, at least mentally, to stimulate my mind uh, and make me feel as if I was doing something in the gym, even though I wasn't getting stronger during the onboarding of my body getting fat adapted. Now, what is getting fat adapted? That means your body is getting used to producing its own ketones for energy instead of using glucose. So when you're on a carbohydrate-based diet, you're basically surviving off of glucose, which is sugar. And so all the carbohydrates that you eat are converted into sugar in your body, and that's what fuels your body. Now, in the absence of carbohydrates, your body does two things. First of all, it starts producing endogenous ketones, right? And so by producing the endogenous ketones, it starts burning the fat in your body and using the fat that you eat for fuel instead. So it's basically two different energy systems. You have sort of the carbohydrate-based glucose system, and then you also have the ketone-based fat system. And those are the two systems that your body runs off of. So you're switching from one to the other. And oftentimes you'll hear about the keto flu. That's typically what's happening. Your body is switching its energy systems, and it doesn't really know what to do. It's a little bit confused. And of course, it should be. And I didn't really experience too much of the keto flu, to be honest with you. I also kind of went out of my way to make sure that I wouldn't experience the keto flu. But anyway, that was sort of my results from getting on the ketogenic diet. Now that you've heard all of that, let's get into the quick start guide on how you can start doing it easily without completely messing yourself up. So I'm going to lay out the four-week guide in terms of getting your body just started into a state of ketosis. So weeks one and two is what I'll start with first. And step one on your first and second week into getting into ketosis is to make a morning keto cocktail. Now, I like to mix a ton of supplements up together, and again, I think this is in large part why I didn't experience this whole keto flu thing, and so it's going to sound a little bit crazy, but for me, it worked really well. It's also worth noting that I work out five to seven days a week, every single week, hard training. So if you're not as active as I am, you may not need all of the stuff, but this is what I did. So I took naturally flavored branch chain amino acid powders micronized creatine, beta-hydroxybutyrate, collagen peptides, deaspartic acid, MCT powder, and beta-alanine, mixed it all up into a cocktail, and swug it down every single morning. Now, you're probably wondering, what are all those strange words that I just said? The one that you need to pay the most attention to is beta-hydroxybutyrate, or BHB. And what beta-hydroxybutyrate is, is it's an exogenous form of ketones that you can take, and it kickstarts your body back into ketosis. You can also use those if you accidentally cheat, don't cheat. But if you do end up accidentally cheating, you know, you had a one too many drinks over at EPLP, shout out to EPLP, um, then you can take beta-hydroxybutyrate and it'll kick your body back into a state of ketosis. Now, you do not want to do that very often. It uh, is probably not advised or good for you to do that. But that uh, is my morning keto cocktail. So every single morning I would wake up and I would consume that cocktail. Uh, step two during your first and second week is to intermittently fast, which means that you want to maintain an eating window from about 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. A six to seven hour eating window is acceptable and whatever you do, do not eat before 1 p.m. And the reason for this is that when you are fasting, your body starts producing ketones. Let's 
say that you just didn't eat for like three days. You're lost out in the forest and you're fighting grizzly bears with your knives and you're trying to murder ducks in the river to stay alive, but you're not successful, so you're starving and all of that. And what your body is doing to keep it alive, since it's not getting any food, is it's producing ketones inside of your own body endogenously to keep you alive. And so that's why you want to intermittently fast. It's also a way to help your body get started into uh, being used to a ketogenic state. And step three is to eat regular amounts of calories. Again, this is really important for all of you that are worried about the keto flu. You know, eat every two to three hours. It's really important not to calorie restrict during this stage. Even if your goal is losing weight, you're going to shed the pounds no matter what. But calorie restriction will make you feel terrible while initially getting your body used to getting fat adapted. And oftentimes this is a mistake that a lot of people make. So you really want to measure the calories that you're taking in. You don't want to be running at a caloric deficit because then you're switching your body's energy system and you're in a caloric deficit and you're intermittent fasting and you're taking this keto cocktail. It's just a lot going on at once. And so one thing you don't want to do is calorie restrict. It's also worth noting that there have been some significant differences between boys and girls, genetic boys and girls, that is, and the way that our bodies process ketones. And so it, I would be mindful of that. If you're a female, you might want to look into it a little bit more. If you're menstruating or, or things like that, it can really throw things off. And so I would do some additional research. I'm a, not a woman, so I can't really speak to it, but I would encourage you to go out and look for some additional advice and tips if you are one. Um, and step four during one during weeks one and two, and this is true for the entirety of the diet, is to test all of the time. Now, what you want to do is monitor your ketone levels every day just to see where you're at. And you can do this in two different ways. You can either get a blood glucometer where you prick your finger, essentially, and you put it in this little device and it goes beep, 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 and then it shows you whatever your blood glucose level is. Or you can just get some ketone strips for like six bucks on Amazon. I'll put a link to this in the, in the show notes. So you can just click on it and buy it, but um, you just pee on this little thing and then it tells you how many ketones are in your urine, which tells you how much is in your blood. And so you want to measure your ketones all of the time. Um, by the end of your second week, you should be in a dietary or nutritional state of ketosis, which means that you're going to be, when you when you pee on that old test strip, um, it should be somewhere between 0.5 and 1.5 millimolars. And you might even be above that. And if you are above 1.5 millimolars, good for you. That means your body is adapting very well to this brand new diet. So that is weeks one and two and sort of the four steps that you need to be successful there. Now going into, into weeks three and four, there's a couple of other things. So step one is maintain the course. Don't Veer off course. It's only four weeks of your entire life. So just, you know, just, just have a little bit of grit in your mouth and <laughs> chew it up. Uh, bite down on your mouthpiece. Slap yourself in the face. I don't know what you need to do, but just stay on the goddamn path for four weeks if you're taking this thing seriously. So maintain the course. Um, step two, stay strict. AKA stay on the course. <laughs> I really can't emphasize this anymore. Like I've had friends that have tried to go on the ketogenic diet and like, they just, they just veer off course. They just stop. Oh, well, but I only had three Twinkies. What? You have, th you have three Twinkies. It's like 
70 million grams of sugar, man. Um, so don't just sabotage yourself. I know it's going to be a little bit difficult. And you may be the guy or gal that has to walk into the restaurant with a vial of olive oil to pour onto your salmon Caesar salad or whatever. And uh, yeah, you're just going to have to be comfortable being that guy <laughs> when you're in there. And looking like a psychopath. So prepare yourself for that. And step three is the emergency backup. So if you do mess up, drown your body in beta-hydroxybutyrate. And by drown it, I mean just drink it. Uh, don't actually d dump it on your skin. That probably won't feel very good. But if you do mess up, what you can do is just take some beta-hydroxybutyrate uh, after you eat some sugar, and it will put your body back into a state of ketosis, which is actually a very useful tool. But don't rely on it too much. So let's talk a little bit about the optimal blood ketone levels. And this is also a very important thing. So by this time, after your fourth week, you're beyond a dietary state of ketosis, right? You want to be in your optimal ketone zone, which is somewhere between 1.5 millimolars and 4 millimolars. You might even be going all the way up to 5, which would be great. And anything over five, you have to be a little bit careful because you might be getting into the old ketoacidosis range, which you really don't want, which is generally 10 plus, 10 millimolars plus. So stay in the range of 1.5 to 5 millimolars when you're testing uh, yourself, again, every day, and you should be good to go for the most part. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about the supplies that you're going to need, and you will need a lot of them. Again, this is something that is super important. If you want to have a successful journey into ketosis, you're really going to need to have the right supplies or you're going to fail because it's too easy to fail if you don't prepare. First thing, beta-hydroxybutyrate. We already talked about that ad nauseum. Uh, MCT oil. So you can either get MCT oil just in the oil form or you can get a powdered version. I prefer the powdered version because then you can mix it up into different sorts of shakes and things of that nature. Also get a multivitamin. This is important because you may not be getting some of the minerals that you would get in more starchy vegetables or fruits that you're used to eating. So get a multivitamin. It doesn't matter which one it is. You know, if you're not the physically active type, just get some Centrum or some bullshit and then get a gym membership. And uh, what else do you need? You need ketone strips or a blood glucometer. You need some branch chain amino acids, which is essentially a way to... So branch chain amino acids are the building blocks to protein. And so that is something that you should be consuming if you want to have that keto cocktail, which I recommend. You want to get some creatine. Again, um, if you're engaging in athletic activities, I would recommend that. For sure, get some coffee because you're probably going to be a little bit tired. Get some stevia or monk fruit because you're going to want that sweet, sweet taste to the sugar drug. But you know you can't have it, can you? No, you can't. So get some stevia or monk fruit or something like that. Uh, get some whey isolate, uh, whey protein isolate powder which is a zero-carbohydrate protein powder. Uh, if you want to get super crazy, you can get a ketogenic meal replacement powder. Um, and actually, I'm going to stop right here and just let you know, I'm going to put all these links in the show notes and also in the ebook, so don't freak out and have to try and write all these things down. I'll go over all of them. You also want some fish oil tablets um, or capsules. You want some probiotics, some vitamin C, and some Zevia or other zero-calorie bubbly water. So when you're intermittently fasting, you may be, at least at the very beginning, feeling kind of hungry, and a lot of that can be thwarted by just taking some bubbly water into your body because it's going to make your stomach feel like you're full, even though you are not full. Um, and so those are the supplies that you're going to need. So cool. Uh, like great supplies, dude. Like, thanks for telling me all this shit. Blah, blah, blah. But what am I going to eat? Seems like 
Everything has sugar in it, everything has carbohydrates, and yes, most of them do. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about sort of the core foods that you're going to want to eat to keep your body healthy and burning fat and all those good things. So, fatty beef, elk, or moose, or deer, that kind of thing, pheasant, quail, chicken, turkey, uh, dark meat or thighs are better because they're higher in fat, grass-fed butter, there's a really good grass-fed butter from Kerrygold, you can also get some fourth and heart ghee, which is essentially a different type of butter, shout out to fourth and heart, Um, get some fatty fish, some salmon, tuna, catfish, sardines, something like that. Also, eat a ton of nuts, and this is something that that I just still do all the time. Macadamia nuts are, first of all, the most delicious nuts you can ever have. I think it's Mauna Loa, Mauna Loa brand. I don't know. I, th- I think it's Mauna Loa brand. They're from Hawaii, and there's these garlic and onion ones. Dude, I am telling you, it's the most delicious thing anyone's ever made on this planet. Um, So get yourself some of those. Get some almonds or cashews or whatever. Get some avocados. Avocado is going to be a huge part of this diet. So hopefully you like avocados. And if you don't, then you're in for a bit of a struggle. Uh, MCT oil, olive oil, olives, cheese, kale or spinach, something that doesn't have a ton of carbohydrates in it. You do want some green leafy vegetables, but again, green and leafy, get some broccoli sprouts, something like that. Don't be consuming white potatoes or sweet potatoes or anything like that. It's just just gonna ruin the whole situation. So light, fluffy, green leafy vegetables and don't consume too many of them heavy whipping cream if you want to get super hardcore so like the the original ketogenic dudes would like you know just get really crazy they would have they would drink heavy whipping cream and i've done this and let me tell you it is not delicious at all <laughs> so i would take when i was first starting out i would take heavy whipping cream and i would dump monk fruit into it and just shake it up and then down it and it would be like 1,200 calories of just heavy whipping cream, almost 100% fat. Was, I don't know if I would recommend it, but you could do that. Um, also, eat some eggs and eat some bacon, some natural bacon, by the way. Do not consume the nitrites. And I'm going to go on a bit of a bacon tangent because I love bacon. And the nitrites also love bacon. And you don't want to consume nitrites. And I swear, like every single grocery store you walk into, next time you go in there, open, look, look at the back of the package of your bacon and tell me if there's sodium nitrite in it. I will bet you 99% of the time that's what you're going to find unless you go to Whole Foods or Sprouts or something like that. So don't get any nitrites. They're not good for you. Um, And that is basically what your food options are. I'm sure there's some things that I missed. Um, There are also some some snacks. Some snacks. There are a few snacks you can get. Some beef jerky is always good. Some unsweetened nut butter squeeze packs. I love those. Uh, Osterine, which is ostrich jerky, is quite possibly the most convenient and delicious jerky of all time. I don't know those guys. I don't know a lot of the people that I'm shouting out here, but shout out to Osterine because I've consumed a bunch of that stuff. Um, if you are crazy like I am, you can get some straight up coconut oil packets, like single serve Vita Cocoa coconut packets, and uh, just <laughs> just squeeze one of them down your throat. Uh, not the best experience, in my uh, humble opinion. Um, one of the things that I love to eat the most in terms of snacks is canned oysters, and I I know it sounds weird, and the weirdest thing about the oysters, right? So, oysters have this thing about them where... Uh, if you're at a fancy party, so there was this one time I went to this super fancy Emmy nominee party, and I wasn't a uh, nominee for an Emmy, so... 
I shouldn't have been there, but my friend was supplying all the alcohol there, so I just showed up in a suit. I'm like hobnobbing with Jennifer Lopez and like all these other people that I, Stephen Colbert and whoever, and uh, I don't even know who most of them are. And um, they have all these oysters out, right? And, and they're on ice, and they're this really expensive fine dining thing. Well, you get some champagne and some oysters, and when you eat the oysters, you're supposed to put your pinky in the air, and it's all this weird like culture around oysters. I don't know, but when you get the smoked canned ones, A, they taste better, okay? They just taste better. And they're also in olive oil, which I think helps them taste a little bit better. And they're also so cheap, like insanely cheap. So if you get uh, one of these canned oysters, I think there's maybe, yeah, I don't know, 12 of them in there or something like that. And you buy them for two or three dollars. Like, it's insane. But anyway, that's my oyster tangent. tangent. Uh, there's a bunch of other snacks. You can check out the ebook. You can download it, click it on the link in the show notes, and look at the rest of all those things. There are a ton of them. So I would recommend that. Also, I have a ton of recipes that I put together in that ebook as well. So things like uh, a breakfast cocktail, which I talked about, a shake, a uh, different way to do coffee, some other drink options, and things of that nature. So download the ebook, uh, click the link in the show notes, and you can read more about it if you want to. Uh, and so now what? You've taken the four weeks, you've gotten your body into a state of ketosis, you're eating the smoked oysters, okay? You're squeezing those nut butter packets in your mouth, you're doing uh, all the right stuff, and so now what? Well, it's up to you. Uh, do you like it? Do you hate it? Did you love it? Um, you should be keto adapted at this point, so long as you didn't cheat. So it's really your call on, on how you feel. Um, there are several different variations of the ketogenic diet as well that you can pursue after you're fat adapted. So typically I'm on a modified cyclical ketogenic diet, um, because my athletic performance, it just suffers if I'm on a really, really strict ketogenic diet. Now I do go on a strict keto diet at certain points if I want to achieve certain things, like I just want to get shredded for the summer. You're trying to get that beach body. You're trying to get that 16 pack, son. Then go on a ketogenic diet and you will get shredded without steroids, uh, by the way. So um, it's all up to you what a cyclical ketogenic diet or a modified ketogenic diet is. Is like, so I'm eating fats almost every day of the week, and then maybe one day of the week I just carb load. And for me, at least, that's the best way for my body to perform athletically. Again, I'm a bit of an outlier case because I'm training in five to seven days in jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and lifting weights and all this different stuff. So it may not affect you as much as it affects me. Or sometimes what people will do is they'll have one carbohydrate meal, you know, every three or four days, right? So they're not having a whole day of carbs, but they're having one carb-heavy meal. Some people will even have one carb-heavy meal per day and the rest of the day, it's only fat-based meals. So there's a lot of different flavors to the ketogenic diet, but again, the most important thing is to start off strict so your body gets fat adapted and then you can do whatever you want because once your body is fat adapted it can easily go back and forth between being on the ketogenic system or being on the sugar system so that is pretty much everything you need to know to go keto ah, i should get a keto sponsor i don't know why i don't have one of those um 
so yeah, that's basically it. And now this is the point in the podcast where I've given you all the great information and stuff and like was just being kind of an idiot the whole time. And um, I start rambling. So I'm just going to stop myself from rambling and say, I hope this was helpful. And again, be strict with your diet. Don't be a pussy. Okay. It's not that hard to go four weeks without eating sugar or carbohydrates. It's just not that hard. Okay. So no excuses. Do it if you're serious and let me know how it goes. Uh, DM me on Instagram at Ingersoll, N-I-K-I-N-G-E-R-S-O-L-L, N-I-K on Instagram. And please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Please subscribe to the show. And if you could write a five-star review, which means you go boom. Click the uh, write a review, go hit five stars, and then go, I love this show, Nick is awesome, whatever, and submit. I would really appreciate it if you would do that. Anyway, that is the show. Let me know how your ketogenic journey goes. And again, if you want to download the ebook, it covers everything that I covered in this podcast and also has all of the links in there for everything that you will need. And that is in the show notes. So until next time, I will chat at y'all in. Peace. Welcome to the Nick Ingersoll Show. Yeah. Yeah.